0: As people, we have a very complicated relationship with the truth. Very few of us actually want the truth, regardless of what we might say, and very few of us see the actual value of truth. Now, the fact that the idea of truth or reality in general is a hotly debated topic within philosophy circles to begin with, just adds fuel to the fire. But it's still important to understand why it is that we don't want the truth, don't value the truth and therefore resist the truth. let's begin by looking at the resistance that we, as people, have to the truth. People who resist the truth, really only resist negative truths. Truths that make us feel bad. Now, when I say negative, that is a judgment. One could say that any truth, even the ones we think are negative, are actually positive truths. However, for the sake of your understanding, it's important to understand that people don't resist things that they feel are positive truths. They only resist things they feel are negative truths. The reason people resist negative truths is that they feel as if those negative truths always lead to something bad or unwanted. Usually this is a negative consequence that we feel like we can't deal with, can't face or do anything to change. In general, people who are brave enough to see the truth what is, are usually people who believe that they can do something about the truth. What is? And because those of us who don't value the truth experience higher degrees of powerlessness, we feel powerless to do anything to prevent or resolve those bad things. Therefore, we tend to experience truth as leading to only bad things, never solutions. Of course, those consequences that we might imagine will come as a result of the truth may or may not actually exist. Nonetheless, the more powerless you feel, the less okay with painful truth you will be. For example, let's say that we experienced in our childhood our father being honest, telling the truth about the fact that he wasn't romantically in love with our mother anymore. And as a result, he left the family. And as a result, not only did we suffer because of that truth, so did everyone else in the family and we could do absolutely nothing about it. See? Truth leads to negative consequences. That's the association that we make. Or maybe in our childhood, we experienced ourselves being honest about or demonstrating the fact that we were jealous of our sister. And as a result, all that happened is we were shamed and our family lost respect for us and it created an adversarial relationship with our sister, all of which could have been avoided by not telling the truth. Many of us simply don't understand why you would ever tell a truth or stand by a truth or become aware of a truth if it leads to a negative consequence. Same goes for actions. Many people don't understand why you would ever take an action if it led to a negative consequence. In alignment with this, many of us just do not understand how any truth, even negative truths, could lead to something positive. This is not an experience that our life points to. In fact, all the proof we have in our life points to the exact opposite. That truth, especially negative truth, just leads us towards some negative experience. Those of us who are resistant to the truth often come from backgrounds where the truth was used against us in some negative way. Now this has nothing to do with truth in and of itself, it actually has to do with just being in unhealthy environments. But let me give you an example of what I mean. If the truth is you loved a certain toy, then your parents may have used that truth against you in that that was the toy they took away when you were not complying to something they wanted you to comply to. Or, let's say we were honest with our teacher that we just forgot to do our homework instead of telling her a story that the dog ate it, we experienced ourselves being flunked and labeled as a bad kid. Okay, so obviously, if we are truthful, if we tell the truth and we stand by the truth, it leads to some sort of negative consequence. Bottom line, we do not want other people to use the truth against us. So, we won't align with truth to begin with. Often, those of us who are resistant to the truth also have a very hard time discerning what is real and what is true. Confusion is common amongst us. If we are honest in childhood, we can never really tell what the reality was. Or we were sold the idea that something was 100% true, only to find out later after years of believing it, that it wasn't. This causes us to distrust and even doubt the idea of truth, as well as doubt our own ability to perceive it, much less anyone else's. Now I must say, if you are somebody who grew up in a particularly religious household, only to become disillusioned in that religion later and to realize that all those things you were sold in childhood aren't accurate, you have a complicated relationship with truth, whether you see it or not. Something that is really important to know, and I can guarantee you, you have never heard this from anyone else, is that if you are somebody who has a complicated relationship with truth, meaning you don't really like it, you have a little bit of resistance to it, you actually value stability more than other people. I mean a lot more. So much so, that you invite the shadow side of stability into the room. We tend to be averse to complexity and want simplicity, and we experience negative truths as being destabilizing and destructive, therefore as an oppositional force to success. The reality is of course exactly the opposite. When some truth enters the picture in any situation and that truth destabilizes or destroys something, then whatever it destabilized or destroyed was not actually real in the first place. It was an illusion. But the problem is that illusions, they feel very real. Illusions give this false sense of stability to people, which some people are willing to commit to. For example, a woman might have a husband who is cheating on her for her whole marriage, but the illusion that she has a good marriage still makes her feel stable and like she has a foundation to build her life on. As opposed to seeing the truth that he is cheating, And as a result, feeling her entire life is destabilized and her marriage is destroyed. Often, those who are resistant to the truth do not value truth or what is real over other things. Things like stability, things like feeling good, things like control. And our reality is flipped, our wires are crossed. We see truth as an oppositional force to these things, when in reality truth is our only way of actually achieving these things. This means we are conditional with truth. What I mean by we are conditional with truth is that we only want truth if it leads to us feeling more control. We only want truth if it leads to us feeling better emotionally. We only want truth if it leads to higher (laughs) self-esteem. Do you see, we're conditional about when we will take truth and when we won't take truth. And this inevitably leads us down this path where we justify our conditional attitude towards truth with ideologies that actually support illusion. You ready for a huge truth bomb? Spirituality, for many people, is just one giant coping mechanism. It's an adaptation we make that enables us to deal with the difficult environmental stress that we feel like we can't change or eliminate. Most of the spiritual tools you've learned are in fact nothing more than coping mechanisms and even ones that could be much more than that can still be used as coping mechanisms. To understand more about this, I want you to watch three of my videos. The first is Spirituality, the great coping mechanism. The second is Are you into spirituality for comfort or awareness? And the third is Novocaine spirituality. The reality is that the gurus and the spiritual teachers that we tend to revere and idolize the very most are often the people who are able to cope with the world the best. And that's what many people strive to be able to do, to cope with the world. But I want you to beware because he who copes with the world the best is often the one who does the very least to change it. In other words, instead of teaching people how to change the world for the better, we teach people how to better cope with it the way it is. The spiritual field is absolutely littered right now with people, teachers even, that will tell you only truths that feel good. It's also littered with people, teachers as well, who will tell you that truth or reality is in fact an illusion that there is no truth, that there is no objective reality. Therefore, you have to create your own reality based off of what you want reality to be. Very different than conscious creation. The spiritual field is also littered with people, teachers even, that tell you that the only thing that matters, worse than that, the way to know whether something is real or not, is if it feels good, And those people who are resistant to truth to begin with, take those ideologies and distort them and resist what is, and then use those ideologies to justify their conditional relationship with truth. They use them to justify entering into a narcissistic bubble reality built for one. A place where we can control literally everything and therefore make everything stable and make everything feel good. Something important to understand especially about a consensus reality which is the one that you live in right now is that truth involves multiple perspectives. Truth involves other people. Illusion only requires and involves one. Using our previous example, the truth involves not only the reality of a wife who is dedicated to a good marriage, but also the reality of a husband who is also dedicated to a good marriage. Illusion involves only the woman who is dedicated to a good marriage. She can mentally decide to look at only what she wants to see and thus create a false reality where her marriage is a great one. And if she's completely committed to that perspective, nothing the husband does or does not do can burst that false reality construct for her. It will feel real to her. She has total control over it, no matter what he does or doesn't do. The fact that truth involves other people makes those of us who are absolutely terrified of truth even more terrified because we know we can't control other people. But I cannot stress to you, how dangerous slipping into a narcissistic bubble reality of truth is. How much damage it does to yourself and to other people, what the karmic implications are. Also, this is essentially the definition of mental illness. Those of us who are resistant to truth also have found out that by essentially committing to something other than truth, we can avoid shame we tend to deliberately not take things personally and deliberately reframe things so it's not about us, so that we can preserve our perfect self-concept. The way that we preserve our self-concept is by believing that any truth we hear is about other people. Now, it's at this point I have to call a few people out. So many people who are truth resistant in the first place, they watch my videos and they find them so inherently validating. Because everything that I'm saying and all these shadows that I'm calling out of the subconscious, they make about other people in their life. So instead of watching this video and being like, my god, where am I resistant to truth? Where am I maybe in a narcissistic bubble of illusion? They're going, my god, I totally know. Tiffany, my friend, is like crazy not committed to truth. When people watch my videos and all they think is that I'm telling them negative truths about other people in their lives, is that they love me. They love me because they're using my information to fortify the walls of their narcissistic bubble. But just wait. Wait for the day that something that I say is personal. Wait for the day that I directly call out a negative truth about them specifically. That's the day that I start to contradict that complete illusion of that absolute stable self-concept and image that they've built about themselves in their life. Suddenly, overnight they hate me, Suddenly, overnight, teal swan isn't somebody who's helping the world. She's destructive. Those of us who are resistant to the truth have forgotten. What we have forgotten is what it is to be in the presence of somebody who is in their own narcissistic bubble reality and therefore unable to attune to us and feel us to the degree that they make some responsive change to our pain. We've forgotten the pain of not being able to appeal to them or influence them in any way, even when our well-being depended on it. We've forgotten the pain of not being accommodated by them, the pain of the helplessness, powerlessness and isolation of being at their mercy. Ironically, we have never experienced this reality as a consensus reality, even though it is one. Have you ever heard this expression, hurt people, hurt people? It goes in alignment with this concept that if somebody was abused by somebody, they essentially have a choice to either not be like that or to gain the sense of safety and power by becoming exactly like their perpetrator. This is essentially what happens. Is that a person who abandons this concept of truth and doesn't really want it, doesn't like it, has forgotten that in the beginning, they experienced this extreme pain of being around somebody who was in a narcissistic bubble reality. Meaning they weren't in a space of truth. They were simply in their own illusion. We had a choice to make when we were put in that position, where we were up against somebody in a narcissistic illusion construct. And that was to go into our own. So essentially, our desire to abandon truth and to go into a narcissistic bubble reality of illusion was a way of trying to adapt to a problem by of course becoming part of the problem. We're unaware that we became the very person who hurt us. It's the subconscious because you can't beat him, the only way to feel good is to join him mentality. When we are resistant to the truth, or resistant to seeing reality, and more committed to whatever feels good to see, we only ever accept the truth when it seems like the pain of not accepting the truth is higher. And this, I cannot stress to you enough, is a recipe for absolute disaster, and a recipe for an escalation of the law of mirroring. This is not just a recipe for disaster for us, but also for the whole world. Ironically, it means that the stability and simplicity we love is a pipe dream. It's a pipe dream because escalation is inevitable. If we won't accept a negative truth and so we do nothing about it, we will end up in a crisis. When this crisis hits for us, we will either realize a truth so far too late to avoid consequences that we will suffer Or, no matter what consequence we face, we will reframe it. For example, let's imagine that a negative truth is that human beings are on the way to making the surface of the earth uninhabitable for themselves and millions of other species. Do you know how bad it has to get for a person to swallow that truth if they were only willing and able to see the truth when the pain or consequences of not seeing the truth are higher than the pain and consequences of doing so? The answer is far beyond the point of no return. We will either suffer when this happens, or positively reframe all the consequences when they happen, so that we don't really feel the true impact of them. This issue of needing the pain and the consequence of not seeing the truth, to all of a sudden be so much higher than the pain of seeing it, it puts us in a situation where we never deal with truth to the negative, when it's very very small, when it's manageable. Instead, all of these things, have to become unmanageable tsunamis first. And this reinforces the belief that truth is a destructive and destabilizing force. A bit of a vicious cycle, don't you think? Those of us who are resistant to the truth, we want there to be no consequences for the truth. That's our honest truth. The problem is, is that we live in a universe that is managed by the law of cause and effect. There is absolutely nothing in this universe that does not have a consequence, both positive and negative. So you can't prevent the effect of a cause. This means the most in alignment thing that you can do as a conscious creator is to choose your consequences consciously. If you don't choose them, they will simply happen to you. If you want to learn more about this, watch my video titled Why you should consciously choose consequences. Those of us who are resistant to the truth often have a pretty good idea of what consequences or pain the truth leads to. But those of us who are resistant to the truth have a very difficult time seeing how the opposite, how illusion, actually leads us to pain and consequences. In fact, even more so. We have our time with truth because we want something different than what is. We want to create something new and different from what is. This isn't a problem, this is actually a beautiful thing. The problem is when we're in denial of what is and when we're in resistance to what is. We need to question if feeling good no matter whether feeling good is completely out of reality, completely out of alignment with truth, and totally in illusion, is more important to us than being in reality and standing squarely in the truth. And I suggest to you that it's very important for you to know where you stand on that issue, especially going into the future life path potentials for humanity. Blue pill or red. Have a good week.